1: You have embarked upon the journey of Season 2 of Ancient Aliens. I have. Yes. It took us, what, 75 episodes to get here? It's true. It's true. And after
0: watching the first episode of Season 2, I have, I want to say seven, seven videos. From the first episode. From the first episode. Great. So you know how like we did like a little, you know, sometimes episodes clump us in the series, like we kind of, finishing Season 1, came off of a little bit about like UFO sightings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So now we're going going into an episode that's basically about strange places ooh, and a little bit about the science of whatever uh, wormholes and teleportation and what they called Stargates. Oh. So
1: wasn't that a show or something or a movie? It was. Or? I think
0: Kevin Bacon was involved with it somehow. All right. Don't we can't. That was we another can't. one of my famously wrong movie takes <laughs> from a while back.
1: <laughs> I was going to say we can't immediately get... Uh, some movie
0: trivia wrong. Stargate was a was like from what I've been I've seen the movie, but um, Stargate basically was like a '90s mid movie, mm-hmm. but then turned into like several TV shows that have uh, that have like become like Have you ever heard of something like that? Where like it was just a movie that did like okay. I thought yeah. it was fine, but yeah. uh, but the 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 movie was not so much as good as the the concept behind the movie. And so the concept was
1: good when they made, a TV, they made a TV show. made a bunch of TV shows. Yeah. Uh, they made Stargate
0: SG-1 and then that ran for like a million seasons. And it's one of those shows that um I have not watched, but like it's sort of weird that I haven't watched it as somebody who has consumed an obnoxious amount of science fiction, especially in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. But it, basically the idea behind it was that they found an ancient Egyptian uh, portal that if you rotated it kind of like a rotary phone, you could open portals to other planets.
1: Yeah. See, all right. So I did, I looked up movies that became TV shows and there's a lot of cartoon versions yes i remember
0: that i remember there was one point in the 90s where every movie that jim carrey was in was being turned into a tv show and there was one point where
1: detective yeah ace
0: ventura became a tv show and then the mask became a tv show and then weirdly enough they did a crossover episode between the mask tv show and the ace ventura tv show where two people trying to imitate uh jim carrey had to act against each other Because those movies were basically just vehicles for Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey-ness.
1: Yeah, 100%. Let's see. Wait, Casablanca? That doesn't make sense. Casablanca got a TV show? Five episodes of a prequel series in 1983, almost 40 years after the movie. Interesting. Casablanca, Bad Batch. Casablanca, Clone Wars. (laughs) (laughs) casablanca the book of boba fett i wish i knew any of the characters names from Casablanca so I could make better jokes I used to know it, Casablanca was like a, a movie that was basically
0: about like it was about America joining World War II but but not but about okay. like, a bunch of people who live in Casablanca which is like a city in Morocco fair enough
1: Emperor's New Groove became Emperor's New School oh this is right I forgot that Disney also
0: made like a bunch of really cheap cartoons based on their they did that for yeah, Little
1: Mermaid and and Aladdin there was a Hercules yeah. one that was pretty... Anything they could do. Oh, I guess Friday Night Lights is pretty famous for doing that too, huh? Movie to TV show. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a Rocky spin-off show? I am in a list and it's in alphabetical order so rocky's going to take me a while to get there but there was indiana jones limitless i forgot the limitless tv show oh man was that, that was there. awful that was a tv show where i couldn't even get to the pilot i was like this is oh no. bad.
0: <laughs> but then again limitless the movie was also not great it was also <laughs> not good yeah i agree uh, from what i've heard is that the book limitless that the movie's based on so the tv show based on the movie based on the book apparently the book is like more decent cuz it's about like basically how our constant striving to perform better under capitalism and be more productive and efficient basically destroys us. And limitless mm. was supposed to be sort of an example of that, but then the movie sort of like misses the point.
1: Yeah. All right. I got through. I didn't see any Rocky ones. Are you thinking of Karate Kid? Maybe because no, that got a no. Rocky had a spinoff recently that stars Michael B. Jordan, and I thought that got a show. I didn't. No, I think that's just movies. Is it just? Movies? I mean, it might be a show. I think it might be a show in the future, but right now it's just the movies. What's the what is
0: called again creed creed is there not a creed tv show i don't think so okay unless i'm wrong no no i just did see though um because um movies oh well there looks like there could be something because uh our universe we can't we can't have anything good without making a million of it until it is uh completely thoroughly exhausted but i just saw the term uh Creedverse or the
1: creed film tv universe Oh, awesome. Oh, that's that's fun. I like that. Everything, milk everything. Milk everything.
0: Um, what's it called? The 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 number one line that you can know about how to understand media today came from Watchmen, and it's by Dr. Manhattan. It's just the term nothing ever ends, Adrian. Yep.
1: <laughs> In the end,
0: uh nothing ever ends. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep mining the past forever. There will never mm. be a time where they finish making all of Scooby's do. There will never no. be a time where like, okay, I think we did them all. I think we're good. I Think we told all of the good stories. There will always. We're gonna be at a point where I think I think we mentioned this once that there's gonna be,
1: uh, three batsmen. Yep, in movies all at once. I mean, yeah, we're sort of kind of there with Spider Man already. It feels. Yep. And then, um, would you say to get us back on track? Would you say that Ancient Aliens, the TV show, is sort of. A- uh sort of a version of this where yeah because there's an ancient aliens movie that's uh on the horizon
0: and if i remember correctly from my research on the um ancient apocalypse video and this could be something for our podcast in the future as well is that there are ancient alien spinoff shows so oh um, no,
1: are there yeah yeah ancient alien spinoffs oh no what is it what are they called modern aliens aliens today. I think it's just going to be other pseudo archeology things. Ancient alien spinoffs. That would be... I'm trying to think, because they sort of do everything on this show. What could they spin off to? <laughs> There's very little that they would spin off to, because they would just do anything. Like Nazi time travelers? You know what? I would watch a different format of this show. I would watch Giorgio Tsoukalos and David Childress go and go spelunking. And just, like, just drop them off. It's like Man vs. Wild style where you just drop them off at like an ancient <laughs> civilization and you just watch them make stuff up on the fly. Um, so it's like sort of, it's half improv show, half like travel vlog. And I think that would be fun for them. Fun? I would watch that. And a great place they could drop them off the for the first time is Mexico. Did I get us there? I, I'll take it. I will bite. Yeah, we're going to Mexico today. That has literally nothing about Ooh. the last, like,
0: several minutes of conversation we've been having.
1: Yeah, we flew off the rails real quick, huh? Yep, yep, yep. Um,
0: But yeah, we're going to Mexico today, which everyone knows is notably, like, one of my favorite places to go. It's true. But today we're going to a very different part of Mexico, a place we haven't gone to. or into more northern Mexico,
1: the deserty part of Mexico. And who is going? Who are the people who are going on this podcast? Why, hello, everyone. And this is a podcast called Probably Not Aliens. (laughs) where we debunk. we are so bad. Uh, We look into ancient astronaut theory and ancient aliens, the TV show. And as we said, we just started season two of ancient aliens, the TV show. And we're going to talk about some of the stuff that they claim. Maybe debunk it. Who knows? My name is Scott Nicewander. I am the co-host of this show that knows nothing. I didn't even know what we were talking about until a couple minutes, a couple seconds before we hit the record button. Mm -hmm. That's how prepared I am. Uh, This is
0: awkward because my name is also Scott. Scott Nicewander. Um, oh, no. Now, my name is Tristan we Johnson. and I, both of us. And I, uh, f- I have an unhealthy obsession with uh, correcting people who are wrong when they're doing crankery on the internet. And uh, a few years ago, I found a way to turn that
1: into content. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> We're doing it. Uh, and we're going to we're going to Mexico. Yes. Now you wrote this. You wrote this in the outline, mm-hmm. and I was telling you before we were we were recording that uh, the way you wrote it almost sounds like a poem. So, if I may, yes, please set set the stage here. <clears throat> there is a place in Mexico where you cannot listen to the radio. You cannot tell which direction is north compasses don't work they just go back and forth that's as far as i
0: got um i i decided to try putting this to chat gpt to see what we could come up with just for fun just for funsies oh yeah in mexico there lies a place where strange things occur without a trace no radio waves can penetrate the zone of silence it's a curious state compasses spin without a clue pointing north is impossible to do ufo sightings are commonplace in this region of mysterious space Cell phones are useless, no service found, no Quibi to watch or music to surround. (laughs) La Zona del Silencio, it's a curious name. It's a Stargate portal or transporter to claim. The mysteries of this zone are deep, secrets held within that we cannot keep. Perhaps one day we'll unlock the truth of this curious place in our youth. Kind of fell apart at the end there, but yeah. Thanks, thanks, OpenAI, for that.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we gotta start every episode of the show with this. Maybe this I should. That, good. Sounds like good, that sounds like a good way to um chart. Tell chat Just, Tell Chat GPT to write good. us a poem about, <laughs> about Dude, the episode. Yeah. That's
0: wild. So yeah, um, this is about the zone of silence or um, or the uh, the La Zona del Silencio,
1: which translates from Spanish to the zone of silence. <laughs> that's so fun. I have never heard of this before, but it does sound like a D&D spell. It does. Uh, I think there actually is a, what is it called? It's, I think it's just called uh,
0: Silence or uh, Zone of Silence or no because Zone of yeah, Truth yeah
1: I'm thinking I'm thinking Zone of Truth mixed with this the Silence one yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah like
0: basically this is also one I had never heard of before watching Ancient Aliens so this is fun because I typically don't get surprised by this show but this one was new and I'm like hey and it's in Mexico of all things which is like one of my favorite places so today we're going to yeah. talk about the Zone of Silence and uh what it is and what it probably isn't and about the ingenuity of locals to um to do uh the time-honored global tradition of fleecing American tourists of their money. Um, a respectable and <laughs> honorable profession, I will add. Um, yeah, honestly, not mad at it. Mm-hmm. So, the Zone of Silence, or La Zona del Silencio, is in, a, mm-hmm. is in northern Mexico between the states of Durango, Chihuahua, and uh, Coahuila. C- All right. So it's in the middle of the, the Chihuahuan desert. and um, Is that where the dogs come from? Are least some roaming
1: mm mm-hmm free roaming chihuahuas out there i think the, the i mean chihuahua is just
0: a one of the states in mexico um sure in the united states of mexico as its full legal
1: name is uh, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and no it actually is that actually is its name oh i didn't know that um look at me learn everything learn something new every day
0: yeah and um chihuahua is just one of the states it's one of the more dry deserty states and i think maybe the breed of dog comes from there because i do know that um pre-columbian mexicans did breed dogs there's a whole mexican hairless dog that's a pretty big deal and like
1: yeah
0: so i can imagine that the chihuahua comes from there Anyways, the Zone of Silence is this mystical spot that's located right between these three states in a place called the, uh, the Mapimi Biological Reserve. I think technically it's mostly in the state of oh. Durango, uh, but this, this zone is pretty small. It's only about 50 kilometers in size. Okay. The reserve is a UNESCO biosphere uh, reserve located in Durango, and it's a mostly uninhabited space, about 400,000 hectares. That's flat and desolate terrain interspersed with lonely mountain outcrops. It's literally a, a desert. It's a very, not a whole lot going on there. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Sort of a barren space. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, at one
0: point, this place was a seabed in the Tethys Ocean, which means that there's a lot of marine fossil to be found, as well as oh, large cool. salt deposits that are mined today. So there's a lot of salt mines in the area.
1: Oh, all right. So it's a little dried up, little dried up part of an ocean.
0: Mm-hmm. It was like an ocean very, very long time ago. Uh,
1: so I was going to say, I've never heard of the Tethys Ocean. Yeah, I
0: don't think it exists anymore. I think Probably it not back when our continents looked a lot different than they do now. Oh, mm um, but the but the main thing about it is that there's this urban legend that in this area, there's an area where radio signals or any type of communication doesn't work, where the radio and TV doesn't work. And oh. it's known for having electromagnetic disturbances uh, that okay. don't, that, that basically block it all. And according to urban myths, this is because there's magnetic waves that are strange and unique that cause these uh, signals to basically not function.
1: Oh, so you step on in to this, to this dried up ocean bed and you're cut off from all communication mm-hmm. you, nothing goes in and out of this space yeah it turns out that there wise. you
0: can't get any cell phone calls in or any
1: radio in this desert that's in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the desert that's so weird now that you say it it's so strange that the middle of nowhere doesn't have any signal that rarely ever happens There's some legends about alien encounters and paranormal activity that is
0: associated with the zone. And there are even some rumors that there's abnormal animals and plants
1: and, uh, and possibly aliens. Oh, this is cool. It's like, we're stepping into the shimmer Mm
0: -hmm. from annihilation. There's a, there's a Chihuahua based UFO investigator whose name is Geraldo Rivera. No relation. No, I was about to say, oh, wow. (laughs) This is funny because in one day when I was doing research for this and my next video, I had to look up stuff about Geraldo twice. Two Geraldo Rivera's I had to research. <laughs> it. But according to him, there's lots of aliens and unidentified flying objects found in the area, and that people often get lost, and when that happens, sometimes tall blonde beings appear out of nowhere. Oh, no. The sort of old of Nordic aliens, right?
1: Yeah. Which we all know have a,
0: a history in italics.
1: And you look into their piercing blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And their flawless, pale complexion. Do we mention
0: that they are pale and blonde? Did we mention that they're pale and blonde? So it's not that Geraldo Rivera, but I did learn through this research, trying to find out if this was the same Geraldo Rivera, the person who's, mm-hmm. I think, on Fox News now, that Geraldo apparently did once see a UFO while high on ecstasy, like the Geraldo Rivera, the, the, the Fox News okay. one. So... Cool. I guess if you're if I, I if we have another listener whose name is Geraldo, um, maybe they maybe UFOs and Geraldos have some sort of connection. Out yeah, of that.
1: maybe there's something here. Let us know. right in all Heraldos. Uh, all Geraldos. I'd be ca- very curious about how Heraldos. many. Her-
0: <laughs> there, there's the title. Calling all Heraldos. Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious about. How many people listen to this podcast who are specifically named Geraldo? Please let us know. Because it's not an uncommon name. So there's got to be at least a few.
1: Got to be some. Uh, Let us know by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Telling us that your name is Geraldo. Saying that you are answering the call of Geraldo. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The call of Geraldo. Um, okay, so how did this all happen? How did we have this zone where all this stuff doesn't work and all of these uh, aliens are found? Uh, the, yeah. mi- the the myths surrounding it all seem to date back to an ancient date
1: of July of nineteen seventy. <laughs> Whoa, interesting. I wonder what was happening around that period of time in uh, in culture to make people suddenly start thinking about aliens and such. Hmm. <laughs> well,
0: what's interesting is that there is a real story of something quite wild happening in this area that began the story. And that is right. in July of 1970, the US was testing an Athena RTV rocket, which is basically like a test of a missile of some kind. And they launched it from the Green River launch complex which is in Utah uh, with a destination right. heading for the white sands missile range that was in New Mexico at some point it lost control and Uh-oh. fell into the Map- the uh the mapimi desert region of Mexico oh. so this missile that they were planning on testing uh lost went off course and uh, way off course went, huh? uh, and then went uh across the border and landed in Mexico which you can imagine would be the recipe for uh, a diplomatic incident
1: <laughs> yeah no that sounds like it could have ended
0: real bad yeah um when the rocket went off course, course, though, the main thing that was really dangerous is it was carrying uh, some cobalt, some containers of what's called Cobalt 57. OK, is now, that dangerous? Cobalt 57 is a sort of uh, it's a isotope. So it's a uh, a sort of radio or yeah, it's it's a it's a radioactive version of Cobalt.
1: OK, uh,
0: typically it's used in things
1: like uh, like medical testing. All right. This sounds good and helpful.
0: Well, the thing is that these containers can be used for what are called salted bombs and this is a sort of type of nuclear bomb that's different from what we think of like when we think of a nuclear bomb we think of like uh bombs that use nuclear fission to create like a sort of um chain reaction using like controlled implosion to cause a powerful explosion right sure. Um, yeah. Where basically it, it puts enough like pressure on these radioactive materials that it sort of compresses the core and causes this massive expo- uh, explosion of energy as like all of the atoms get torn apart. Basically, a salted bomb is not that. A salted bomb is sort of another fancier way of maybe calling a dirty bomb. Uh, I think a dirty bomb is sort of another uh, a, a, yeah. a more uh, derogatory term for it. But basically, what it is is it's a normal bomb, but in the bomb is radioactive material. So. Oh. Which means that ah. if it explodes, radioactive
1: material goes everywhere and contaminates the area for potentially decades. Oh, now this is different than a salt bomb. These are salted bombs. Yes, a salt bomb is when you overseason your pasta mm-hmm. and it may, you make it inedible because it's too salty. Yeah, that's when you take a, uh,
0: a a block of salt and drop it into
1: a uh, drink and you drink that. Yeah, for the for hydration purposes. I knew people that do. Do people do that? Because i knew people like athletes who would do that where they would drink salt water before they went and did there are people who do that if they plan on sweating a lot
0: um yeah i I wouldn't recommend it normally but like things like gatorade and stuff like that like the reason why gatorade has all its flavoring is one because it's sugar water and you can sell it for money but also because um those sort of like sports drinks are fairly salty because you lose a lot of salt when you exercise a lot
1: you need your sodium but
0: i was just making a joke about like irish car bomb type drinks like where you drop something into a cup oh i I see you drop a sh- i know I know, you're, I know you're a drinking neophyte but there is a type of drink mm-hmm. called a bomb where you take a shot glass of something and drop it into yes. a rocks
1: glass of something else okay and then that's fun and then that's fun and it gets you drunk yeah because you can do things yeah.
0: like the very very ill-advised
1: fancy one is the uh
0: the jaeger bomb where you drop a shot of jaeger into I've a rocks of glass of red bull don't do it! Yeah. Mixing mixing energy drinks and alcohol is extremely dangerous, so don't do it. But anyways. Oh
1: no. Anyway, this is all connected to the salted bombs. Yeah. So cobalt 57
0: is let's just say if those containers were d- uh broken uh or if you know basically if that had landed on an inhabited area it could have been what uh scientists
1: call very very bad. So it didn't though. It didn't hit anything with people, right? Well, as
0: far as I can tell because the government is still not super forthcoming about this uh legendary level fuck up is that uh they haven't they didn't tell whether or not it contaminated a huge area, but what it did do is result in a massive cleanup operation of the uh, US military going to uh the um going to the desert this the 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 this region the Mopimi area and having to dig up hundreds of tons of soil from the impact site which mm. implies that there was at least some
1: radioactive where contamination where did they put it the soil if they dug up hundreds of tons where would it have where would it go uh,
0: probably it probably have to be put in some sort of like storage container and and put away for several centuries until it becomes oh. no longer radioactive
1: yeah bury that dirt underground. Basically, yeah. Where it belongs.
0: That's that's basically all you can really do with radioactive stuff. It's pretty hard to make radioactive stuff less radioactive. Wow. Um, even, uh, it, it was such a big deal that Werner von Braun, the Nazi oh, scientist heard, yeah. who used slave labor to build the first rockets under the Nazi regime uh, and then went from being yeah. a Nazi to the head of NASA um, great. and was uh, one of great, the pioneers great. of the US space program, actually went and investigated the site himself and hired hundreds of locals to uh to basically excavate the area, which took about four weeks. In do in doing so, they had to set up uh dormitories, laboratories, kitchens, medical facilities and uh, and, you know, put them up in the middle of the desert. So you can imagine if you don't know the context of what's going on,, yeah. they say a missile one, off course, <laughs> and then a whole bunch of government people show up with probably like decontamination suits, like basically, like just going
1: full, like, you know, that it scene in looks- ET where like the- exactly. <laughs> the- yeah. it looks exactly like some sort of otherworldly con- like, yeah. Oh a missile went off course and we have to go clean it up. Oh, if it's a missile, why are you all wearing hazmat suits? And and why are these all important scientists here to Yeah, why the head of NASA about? here? Hmm? Um, why is the head of NASA here, huh? Yeah. Huh? And you can I imagine the government was probably
0: up. not very forthcoming with like um we fired a rocket and it really fucked up and we might have sent something that had radioactive material into another country. <laughs>
1: yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah, so they had to set up like a little mini town basically to get everything up and running to figure out. Uh this is of course uh this is of course according to a testimony uh from to one journalist from Benjamin or uh Benjamin uh Palacios who is the owner of a UFO themed ranch next to the Zone of
1: Silence today. Oh hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I love when that stuff happens. Yeah. Anytime you can make anytime you can like take something that turns your otherwise you know uh non-alien related town and turn it into an alien (laughs) related space uh amazing that's a hustle grind
0: set i love it absolutely (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> he the, he he girlbossed so hard when mm-hmm. as, as soon as this happened. Yeah, a, a lot of this, by the way, comes from an
0: investigation done by the website Atlas Obscura, which is a website that basically um, does research into weird places and does articles about it. It's a really great website; it's very fun to read. But even on top of that, to uh, to run this entire thing, because there's not a lot of infrastructure in the uh, the middle of the Chihuahuan Desert, they had to build runways. So they could transport cargo from Houston to there. Gosh, this is an enormous,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, like this is an enormous sort of like uh, undertaking of logistics and and transportation and and infrastructure. Yeah, furthermore, (sighs) they also had to
0: dump tons and tons and tons of debris onto rails, basically, on trains and send them back to the United States. Because you wouldn't be able to feasibly fly like hundreds of tons of contaminated soil on an airplane or else if the airplane went down, you'd have the exact same problem all
1: over again. <laughs> That's true. Plus, you'd have to buy tickets for all of them, and air prices are so expensive. It's true. Although it was the 70s, so maybe not less so, but... Oh, actually, yeah. Honestly.
0: But uh, to this day, there's no public answer as to why the missile went off course or so far off course, but it could be things like human error, faulty equipment, you know, Mm. all the things that cause machines to work bad.
1: Aliens. Alien intervention, maybe. But this entire thing led to a uh, media
0: storm that then solidified the the zone of silence into a public
1: imagination. So was it known as the zone of silence before no. all of this? No. Okay.
0: No. We're going to talk about how uh, about the the very uh, the the entrepreneur who who made the zone of silence later. But um, oh, nice. If you think about it, an unexpected rocket crash, a secret cleanup operation, and yep. some history of there being like UFO sightings in the area. It had everything you need for a conspiracy theory. But uh, in 1966, thanks to an oil company's explorer and his dodgy radio, the area was given the
1: mysterious moniker we know it today: the Silent Zone. The Silent the Zone of Silence. Mm-hmm. So it was Silent Zone first before Zone of Silence. Zone of Silence does sound more like ominous. Mm-hmm. Silent Zone. And ba-
0: ba- and, 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 and basically it, uh, it's thought of as Mexico's Bermuda Triangle. A place where weird things happen and people go missing. Ooh. There's only one problem about the Zone of Silence. Okay. And that is... Only one. The, yeah. the, the one big one is that um, it's, it's not real. Um, there are people Hold who Hold on, go what to, do you
1: mean it's not real. It certainly exists, right? It's a physical location you could get to. It is a physical location
0: that you can go to, but there is no evidence that radios don't function there. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got one quote from a uh, from a person who uh, did their research in the Biosphere Reserve there, who uh, named Andrea Kaus. Uh, mm-hmm. And according to her, neither I nor anyone whom I spoke with, apart from the Zoneros, who I'll talk about later, uh, had any trouble with either their radio or compasses while working in the reserve. And- further goes to claim that the claims of mutations typically just refer to natural things that exist in the environment. Like uh, oh. a, a tortoise with triangles on its shell is just a normal, normal pattern variant in the, the Bolson huh. tortoise. And that, um, that there is a, there's a bunch of, uh, of purple plants or purple, purple flowers. Uh, uh-huh. And those are just, that's what happens to the pads of the, of a plant called the Nopal coy, coyotillo. Okay. When it's dry. So out. Th-
1: so the, it's just people who who are looking at things they've never seen before and being like, that's weird. I've never seen a low-poly turtle before. Yeah. This has got to be a mutation. A purple flower? Who would have heard of such a thing? Oh, let me see. Maybe it's not a
0: flower. The nopal coyoteo. Oh, it's like a... Spe- it's the desert prickly pear. Okay. Oh, it's a prickly pear. So, uh, some purple prickly pears, which is a fun thing to say. Purple prickly pears. But apparently when it's really dry, they just turn purple. And it turns out that... Um, oh, that's some pretty purple pe-
1: prickly pears. Yeah. Positively Picking pickled perfect. peppers with Peter Pike.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it turns out that deserts can be dry from time to time. I've heard rumors. I
1: think, it, in fact, one might say it's the dictionary definition of a desert mm-hmm. is that it doesn't get much rainfall.
0: Yeah. If you were to go there, the local residents don't believe in the zone of silence and typically see tourists as a nuisance. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then they and then apparently there also is a, uh, a local, uh, there was a lot of local anecdotes that people will uh, find tourists looking for the zone and typically give them either unhelpful or silly advice <laughs> about where to find them to find the zones of silence. <laughs> I love that. I love Keep that. it. Keep doing it. Get them. That's so good. <laughs> so that's, that's so that like you're getting great quickly that it was a, this incident in the seventies, caused uh, a story to be built up around it so here's the yes. here's the uh so basically here's like the the main thing is that uh because of the air Force operation a number of myths built up around the area uh, a local resident hired to guard the crash site during the recovery operations is primarily responsible for spreading these rumors uh mm-hmm. including the ones about there being strange magnetic anomalies that prevent radio transmissions and like the mutations of the plants and animals and extraterrestrial visitations all of those were brought up uh, by one guy in an effort to to promote tourism in the region by locals. And it's a guy named Jaime. Okay. And like I said, he was one of the people hired during the cleanup, and saw dollar signs in the concept that there might ah. be uh, some, some 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 some
1: some spooky money to to bring in. So had had firsthand experience there during the event in 1970s, yes. and was like, how how can I use this to benefit me? Again, we love a we love a a, a hustle grind set. Yeah, uh,
0: including at one point. He He was planning on building a resort hotel in the region Mm. to promote it. Uh, He began to generate interest in the area. He created a story with uh, science and local folklore and fed it to the regional media. But his plans were cut short when apparently he died in a bar
1: fight. Oh, wow. I was not expecting that to happen. So basically, he (laughs) He planted
0: the seeds of a whole bunch of different rumors and urban legends about the area in order to be able to promote tourism in the region and plan on, like, you know, cashing in on that and then died in a bar fight and just let all of
1: his, like, work just spread like crazy. Wow. And honestly... not a bad way to keep those rumors happening, right? Because mm-hmm. now now there's now where you're going to be like, well, let's go talk to this. Let's go talk to this guy who, who started all these rumors. You can't. You cannot do that. Mm-hmm. It's part of his plan. You see, mm-hmm. probably not. Probably didn't expect to die in a bar fight. You typically don't.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, but it seems that there is now uh, due to Jaime's, uh, you know, Johnny Appleseeding of urban legends about the area has turned into a little bit of a way to get some tourists money there are locals who uh act as tour guides through the zone who are called zoneros ah we're back to the zoneros zoneros yeah and uh and so they promote the legends they 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 uh do tours through the area uh and although when you ask them about the strange phenomenon they reply saying that they don't see strange things in the desert only strange people <laughs> Just the the people uh, who want to come here and pay us money to show them around. And not only are there tour guides, but there also is business in people making a living selling uh, sodas or selling food to tourists. I got to tell you, um, if it's like white American tourists who are into UFOs, they're definitely going to go into the desert, which you need to be super prepared for, completely unprepared. And some last minute, very marked up purchases of sunscreen, water and food is definitely going to uh,
1: uh, make you a decent income. You got to do you got to drink your salt bombs in the morning. Mm-hmm. get hydrated don't sweat yes but they don't do that
0: you've lived in a deserty place so you know that if you're gonna go out in the country you better be prepared
1: oh wait, texas texas is deserty isn't it it's yeah i it's it's close enough why not i don't I know if you go, ever go went anywhere to the country <laughs> but. Li- no 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 i lived i lived in dallas um I did. Yeah, it's I I guess now that you say it, it didn't rain there a bunch. Weird. Texas is one of those states that I have been to technically, but I only did it like a little bit just to say that I had been to Texas. It's so big, though. It's so big. Like, there's so many different places to be in. Like, you could say you're in Texas and then someone else five or six hours away could also say they're in Texas and you would have a totally different experience. I mean, I live in Ontario,
0: a province that takes over a day to drive across so yeah you get it um but yeah like i went uh in 2002 when i did like a, a road trip of the american southwest we dipped down into the panhandle just to say that we had been to texas
1: <laughs> just one foot in all right we've done it let's head well let's, we stopped for lunch let's get out of here we stopped for lunch oh yeah so
0: there you what a burger what did you eat uh i want to say barbecue all right i don't sure remember enough. it was uh literally 11 years ago no sorry oh. it was more
1: than that, it was 21 years ago. Oh my god! How did you? <laughs> Those are two giant numbers. Mm-hmm. 21 years ago, that trip is old enough to drink.
0: Oh, oh boy, man, that one made that one made the old bones crack. Um, okay, because I was a teenager back then. Uh, anyways. So while the zone has had quite a few visitors from outer and, and thing, other thing too, that I want to throw at it is there have been some visitors over the years from space, but it's more like asteroids. Cause there actually is some references to at least three asteroids that have been discovered in the area, but that also ah. happens in big wide open areas. So,
1: I mean, and as we discussed with our Graham Hancock, two parter asteroids come in all the time and just destroy all the, just destroy all the evidence you have, of all the cool stuff that you claim.
0: There was one, there was one Atlantis, uh, one piece of Atlantis evidence that was still there then it landed on that and crushed it right before it was the one right, thing right before Liam Graham Hancock had. was going to get some like actual pictures of it and bring back some artifacts
1: yeah I, I, there was like a cool there was just like a sign that said welcome to Atlantis so it the an ancient it ocean like, right yeah and then it just poof dang uh, darn we'll get it next time asteroid but
0: yeah that is um sort of a i was about to say a cute little story but um you know it's, it's, it's a little it's, it's a, this is on the shorter side but that is basically the zone of silence it's a cool little spot in northern mexico where uh some local people have used a very weird incident that happened to them to tell mm-hmm. to spread a myth and uh make a bit of money off of it and i say we we love a girl boss <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, if people are willing I I hate that the two I hate that the tourists are nuisance nuisances, you know what I mean? I've said this before in previous episodes. I don't like. I don't necessarily love the idea of tourists um, when it comes to the, the a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this show because they often ruin things. But this feels like a, a place where there's not really a whole lot to ruin. I mean, it
0: is a um, wildlife preserve. So, you know, don't don't go messing with the plants oh, yeah. and animals. But, so uh, don't
1: do that. Don't go messing with the pretty purple prickly pears. Exactly. Comprende? I just needed a P in there. That was good. I'll take it. Thank you. Acceptable. But you know what? You can comprende.
0: Um, Oh. going to at Provs not aliens on Twitter and telling me about all the... Uh fun and answer the call of Geraldo by going to <laughs> at <prob's not laughs> aliens on Twitter and
1: <laughs> answer the call of Geraldo and tell us what your favorite movie that got turned into a TV show is yeah there you go there you go Um, you can also find Tristan does very good videos uh, over at his YouTube channel Step Back very simple website stepbackhistory.com will take yeah. you right there
0: Yeah. Cool. yeah by the time this episode comes out I should have a video on the Iraq war that features an interview with no chomsky because he somehow said yes to me for that i still don't understand how Excellent. but that happened uh if i wanted to watch what are some of your new some of your new things about
1: i know you just made a, a batch of new content i yeah i made one where i ranted about how hbo is ruining everything more well um, scott if i wanted to learn how hbo is ruining
0: everything how would i yeah. do that how do i tell john I, oliver to do a piece on that
1: it's, well it's not i guess it's not hbo it's warner brothers discovery as a whole is really bad right now um I made a video about the, the Scooby-Doo and Crypto Leak that came out earlier in March. And I finally... It took me a whole month to make a video about it. And I Scoop made a coin? video about it. Oh, man. I got to watch this. I got no, to Scoob coin. I made a similar joke. Um, it's... Scooby very snacks. fun Scooby it, it should have been Scooby Snacks you're right Um, it's on my YouTube channel NerdSync N-E-R-D-S-Y-N-C it's very fun it's basically just me ranting about how Warner Brothers is bad again I've made several videos about it but I'm just upset with the state of Scooby Doo um, because I love Scooby Doo anyway thank you to everyone who writes reviews especially if your name is Geraldo for all the Heraldos listening to this podcast thank you to everyone all the Heraldos uh, especially the Elite five star reviews on Apple Podcasts that means a lot to me it means even more to, Tr- I don't talk about this. It means even more to Tristan. Tristan can't get to sleep at night unless he mm-hmm. reads a five-star review. Yep. and we're running low, mm-hmm. so we need more reviews so that Tristan can can rest his little head because it soaks in so much knowledge throughout the day. He needs a break. It's, it's true. I actually have to
0: wring out my head into a bucket at night, and if I don't sleep, then I can't do that, and my head just gets bigger and bigger. It just uh, and the contrast yeah. between our head sizes is. It's, it's just too much it's too much.
1: It's laughable at this point. Yep. It doesn't make your my camera needs to be zoomed in. Yours needs to be zoomed out. It's a whole you look like Sheen on that episode of Jimmy Neutron where he has all the knowledge. Oh, no. and he has to sit in his chair and he looks like Modoc. That's Tristan yeah. right now. Somewhere between that and Mastermind, I think. You can also tell your friends about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the best way to spread the show around. We really appreciate it. And uh, the, the most simple way to send people to the show is a very, very fun website. It's fun. It's got games. It's called addictinggames.com. No, it's probsnotaliens.com. That's our website. Go there. It's great. Yeah. That's all for now. Uh, In the meantime, I'm Scott
0: Nicewander. No, you can't do this bit again. I'm Scott Nicewander. I'm Tristan Johnson, and the truth is out there.
1: Probably. be trying to do it to a dry throat yeah you're i got it you're like spongebob where he wants the water give me water water probably
0: i've never actually seen a spongebob episode you've never
1: seen a single spongebob episode no
0: i'm not six or high